Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Spooked. The Improvised Scary Story Podcast. I'm Cody Crane. I'm Colin Morey. I'm Taylor Whitaker. I'm Daniel Maslany. I'm Nicole Pousmore. Whoa! Whoa. <laughs> Nicole, new to the show! Very new, yeah. Oh, thank you so much for coming. Hi. We brought very, the heck. Oh. Very new as in a guest, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what that means. Yeah. <laughs> just so everyone knows. Just so we're clear. But like more of us are guests, I'd say, today than yeah. aren't. Yeah. Am I right? Yeah. yeah. Colin and I feel outnumbered. We right? are outnumbered. Oh. Uh-oh. Such a guesty feeling. <laughs> yeah, to it. guest yeah. takeover. Yeah. I like it. Oh, have you ever had this many guests sort of taking over and filling the space? And yeah, before, mm-hmm. before we've dabbled in this many guests mm-hmm. before. Cool. Yeah. If this goes really well, we could maybe drop a regular member, add another guest mm-hmm. the next time, and then we do a fully guest episode, <laughs> yeah. and then you guys just we got it. Oh, if yeah. uh, <laughs> like if I could do a vote, I vote Colin. Okay. To uh, if I could do a vote, uh, I vote Care. Oh. <laughs> He's not here now. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yes. I, uh, He's already been dropped. True. <laughs> hey, Care, you're gone. Yeah, yeah, you hear that, Care? You're out. He gone. listens every week, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Hashtag Care does care. Yeah. Oh. Cute. <laughs> Daniel, fifth time on the show. Hey. You joined the five yeah, times really? club. <laughs> Guys, I had crumbs on my face, and no one in this room told I, me. I saw one crumb, and I thought if it if it was two, I would oh, tell you. But I only saw the one. <laughs> I saw the one, and it was on my side, so I was like, it'll be mine. My I little like, secret. <laughs> I like the idea of the listeners going, oh, do you hear that? Is that crumbs on someone's face? I have trouble telling people when they. So what what's your what's your take on it? You want someone to tell you mm, crumbs? Yeah, I I read this thing that said if they can change. It in five seconds, you should tell them. That's a good rule. Okay. That works with like the nurse too, I think. Yeah, you know? oh, yeah. they can fix it. Yeah, if you think it's fixable, mm-hmm. tell them. Because you're gonna appreciate it, right? Like it's oh. not like we're yeah making a fool of you. I'm not gonna be like, mm, actually, that poppy right. seed was a mole. Yeah, like I ate a bagel. You know what's so horrifying? Bagels. That crumb has probably been on my face for so long. Yeah, it's so many people have <laughs> so yeah. long. I finished that bagel a while ago. <laughs> oh my god, I'm horrified. Like how many so. people do you think you've interacted with with that crumb on your face? I don't know, a dozen. But a you dozen. stay pretty far. You were you were teaching a class. You stay pretty like, far away from. Well, the I finished that bagel like forty minutes ago. Oh, oh. okay. Oh. So the transit. The, the, oh, the transit. transit. Oh, transit. I think they but, expect I mean, crumbs on transit. Those yeah. are garbage people like me. So, <laughs> um, you like, guys live here. Yes. So it would it would take like five seconds if I wanted you to change your shirts or something, right? Yeah, that's yeah, true. So yeah, I could yeah. tell you if I. I don't love the shirts. Is what I'm trying to say. I didn't realize it was a fashion. Podcast. So rude. Fashion podcast guest takeover. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I was complimented on this shirt once, and now I wear it every day. Tell me what it is. Yeah. It's uh, Bill and Ted as robots. Oh, Bill and Ted. Mm. So a uh, uh, person on the Sonar Network as well, uh, Rob Norman, he uh, complimented me on the shirt, and then he was wanted a description of it for his podcast info. Like, mm-hmm. for the info of oh. the episode. Oh. So he could describe my shirt in the description, which I thought was really weird. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. 
This is an auditory art form. She yeah, said, that's true. Yeah. Uh, stretching but, her hand. But, 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 <laughs> I did. I did stretch my hand <laughs> out. To know. I was <laughs> very <laughs> elegant about that. I don't remember anyone commenting on the shirt in the episode, though. Uh, oh, <laughs> yeah, I know that adds a layer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, but Nicole, to go back to you, uh, there's more to you than just having crumbs on your face. You not much. <laughs> yeah, let's dive in. Sure. You are notably uh huh in one of the best improvisers in the city. Well, that's putting that on you. Very kind of you to say, and putting a lot of expectation on me for the episode. So mm-hmm. thanks. Uh, yeah, I am an improviser. I feel so uncomfortable. Everyone started leaning in, and I pulled away and looked out the window. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, I'm an improviser with um, with Bad Dog, and like a little bit with Second City. I'm like a sneaky secret understudy that, mm-hmm. for that company. <laughs> Put me in, coach. <laughs> um, yeah, no, with uh, with Bad Dog mostly, and a bit with Second City. So, what got you started uh, with improv? Oh, the, literally the first time I ever did improv, I was nine years old, and this group of overly upbeat adults had come to our elementary school and did a show um, while we were all sitting in the gym. And I remember they got us to play Freeze, and I went up for one of them, and I remember the audience laughing at me and being like, yes, this is my future. (laughs) But when I look back on it, um, I I was very bad, and I don't think they thought I was funny. I think they were laughing at me in the truest sense. When you were nine, though? When I was nine, but I didn't give a shit when I was nine. I was so... I've gotten less confident as my years have gone by. But you should have seen me as a kid. Like, nothing could stop me. I I guarantee you that no one was good in that nine-year-old improv show. Not even the adults doing the show. (laughs) No one was good in Maplewood Elementary School. Um, Yeah, and then I, like, didn't... I forgot it existed forever, and I started again in high school school and went from there. I, th- I think, um, I was talking to Daniel about this before, because mm-hmm. um, I, I did improv in high school, you did improv in high school too, mm-hmm. and uh, no one ever plays like trees and rocks anymore, and that was like the go-to in high Yeah, school. well, the go-tos were uh, a tree, a chair, and a clock. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like rocks. Yeah. I miss it, sure. On this podcast, so this is my fifth time on this show. <laughs> <laughs> on this podcast, I do play a lot of trees, but I just don't tell anyone I'm playing a tree. Mm, yeah. 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 Currently in a tree. I am yeah. currently in a tree. There's a large <laughs> tree. The fronds are tickling my nose. <laughs> <laughs> That's you'll hear light giggles throughout the Um... Nicole, mm-hmm. let's go to a spookier note here. Okay. Do you believe in ghosts? Yeah, kind of. Like, <sighs> oh my god, is Daniel mad at me? Oh, yeah, this gets Daniel so fired up. Yeah. Like, I don't, no. oh, I don't know. <laughs> Daniel, are you mad? No. Okay. Uh, I don't know if I believe in ghosts. Because um, <laughs> I, like, I can't conceivably see a way how they could exist. Mm-hmm. And all of the ghost stories are so... Uh, like, so situated in a very specific time period. So, yeah. like, how come we aren't seeing, I don't know, like a Neanderthal ghost or a... <laughs> <laughs> Shut up! No, you raise a very good You raise a very good I think that's going to never be scary. Like, I'm, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, would, you, 
Mm-hmm. So you'd be more scared of a Victorian era. So scared. But as opposed why, to why a grunting, hairy man. There's but, something about them being prim and proper that makes them scarier. Mm. Mm. Although I do feel like there's been some... I Like, you hear those ghost stories of, like, yeah. the person on the road who's just dressed like they're from now or the 1980s yeah. or whatever. 1980s. <laughs> 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 they're in leg warmers and a big sweater. <laughs> Um, so I, I don't know that I totally do, but I do, like, I was, my mom um, is very uh, open to those kinds of things, mm. and we were raised very much to believe in, like, um, how to put it, in, like, ESP and premonition and, like, the possibility of that stuff. So, yeah, I, I sort of believe that there's more to it than what we know, but I don't know that I necessarily believe in ghosts. Mm-hmm. Have you had something that resembled a paranormal experience? Hmm. Um, let me see here. Like, a couple of times. Nothing that's, like, super weird. Nothing that I was like, I gotta get out of this house. Uh, I was living with a roommate once, and we always thought the place was weird. It was very strange. But we only ever had one actual thing happen other than just feeling spooky. Uh, And it was that she would leave things on her windowsill with the window closed, and then we would find them outside of the building. And we were on the third story, and they would just be on the ground. And one time it was her phone. So it wasn't broken, and we don't think anyone had broken in. I guess. Mm-hmm. Although maybe our landlady came in and took the phone and put it outside. So that's maybe the most weird. <laughs> that's still scary. Yeah. That's all hell. I, yeah, what is we, I was way more afraid of her. I was way more afraid. I honestly thought she was going to, because we lived on the third floor and she lived on the main floor and I thought she was going to come upstairs and kill us. Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Not for any like real reason, but I just always got a vibe. Yeah. yeah and the house, and- the, oh, this house too. Okay, so <laughs> we had, I'm getting into this, you guys. Uh, there was a room that we never went into, into the house because we, we just really couldn't. There was like a secret third bedroom that you could only get through through the main bedroom and there was like a hidden secret door and when we tried to open it and go in the landlady was like no it's too dangerous never go in there she was inside telling you that so so maybe and and that was the room where the phone went missing so like maybe someone was in there and it was really funny because we never actually saw the room and if you look at the building from the front you can't you can't really tell that there's anything there, but when you walk around the side, you're like, oh my god, there's like eight feet, ten feet of missing space. So the room was reasonably big. Uh, also, the house, the story to it, it was like a hundred plus years old, and it was owned by this family, and when the man died, he left it to his maid, who turned out to be his mistress, who then kicked out the rest of the family and was like, Ooh. ha my house now. That seems like a classic tale. Yeah. <laughs> Does it seem like a classic tale? Like classic oh, yeah. mistress, maid, family um, kicked out I mean, tale. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're the maid <laughs> wins. That's been the only the classic I can think of is made in Manhattan. But, um, um, no other story does the maid really win. That uh, but she kicked them all out, and then when she was older, she donated the house to the Catholic Church who turned it into a home for unwed mothers. So there were actually locks on the outside of the door so they could trap the girls inside the room. The young women inside the room. So like, it was a creepy house, objectively. Uh, It's like the scariest house yeah. I've ever <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I 
scary. No, and he kept saying, I was like, I would 100% leave that Oh my house. god, oh I forgot. Also, oh. the TV would turn on by itself. Oh my so, god, it's wow. haunted. That is a haunted house. But, but it wasn't our TV, it was the landlady's TV, so also in my brain. I was it was like, even just a drawing. I feel like TV. maybe she's got like a remote. She probably TV. lived in that room. Maybe. Yeah. That you told yeah, her not maybe. to go into. I mean, like, I know that that's not true, but some part of my mind is like, maybe, yeah. <laughs> when you tried yeah. to get into that room, did you actually get into it and peek in, or did you never get to see it? I, I can't remember now. This was like six or seven years ago, and my old roommate and I were talking about this the other day, and we couldn't remember why we never actually went in, but I think it was because it was dangerous. Like, we were afraid we were going to fall through or something. Uh, or there was something blocking the way, but I honestly can't remember. Hmm. Spooky. Was like a, a body hanging from the ceiling. You no, know, I would remember like, that. I can't get through the door here. There's a big old dead body. Well, in my we way. tried. Look at those corpses there. Oh, I wanted to see the room. Yeah, that's what happened. Okay, okay. That's what happened. For sure. Classic tale. Yeah. Classic tale. Another classic. Another maid winning again. That's all the and a body in her room. Yeah. Well, I think we have a classic tale to tell tonight. Ooh. We all drew positions beforehand. Mm-hmm. Can the person who drew wild step up? Uh, that'd be me. So, Colin, with the wild position, you uh, you know, but some of the audience may not know this one, Mm -hmm. and it is you get to choose someone in the room, and that person you will latch onto their position with them. The only trick is you have to choose right now, and you don't know what any of us drew. Oh, jeez. Uh, since we're outnumbered, Cody, I'm gonna stick with you. I'm picking. Uh, I'm picking Cody. Uh, nice. Hosts gotta Host stick together. Yes. Yeah. 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 Small chance in the background. Daniel's literally wringing his hands. <laughs> <laughs> while softly I, muttering, "Hosts versus." I but I act. I tried to say. Hosts versus guests, and I said ghost. The <laughs> <laughs> funny thing is, ghost we're ghosts. Uh, yep. the, the ghost of the show. Yep. The, uh, go, the hostess, the ghostess with the most. Stop, please. Okay. <laughs> Stop that. Someone please end this. Um, Colin, I drew uh, the sad face, which means oh. I'm a swing character, no responsibility within the story at all. So, yeah. so yeah. Two hosts have no <laughs> <laughs> Like we said at the beginning, uh, we'll take it. <laughs> uh, Daniel, what did you draw? Uh, you know, it was a unhappy face. Oh, which is a swing, swing character. character. You're with us. Yeah. So many swing characters. Now, now who's outnumbered? Yeah. <laughs> um, I have a feeling I know what you drew. Okay, I'm gonna ask Taylor first. Yeah, yeah. I got, I got um spooked. I got a spooky. All right. Well, but I've never pulled uh-oh. spooky, so I don't even... What is this situation? Well, for you guys to know, we're in the spookiest month of all, November. And in November, we use a random Halloween costume generator. And it will give you a option here, or no option. Oh, wait, yeah, an option. You can be a spooky robot or a dashing witch. Oh. Oh. I'm gonna go with a spooky robot. Sexist. Spooky robot. Sexist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can I tell you the Can I tell you the sexist thought that occurred to me? Is that as soon as <laughs> when you said dashing, I assumed it would be a man. I did too. And I'm actually a, no. a lady uh, robot. You can't be a male witch. It's a warlock. 
Uh, well, that's sexist in its uh, isn't it? No, I bad? Yeah, you know what? I'm really getting challenged on my perceptions here. I thought you were saying dashing witch. Yeah, I like said, it was witch. Like yeah, witch will a be witch. a dashing. No, witch. Oh, oh, God, you did not think that was happening. Did not. Did not think that was happening. No. God, Nicole, what did you draw? I will be. The narrator. Whoa. Yes. <laughs> um, so I guess I'm narrating this story? Yeah. Cool. I get all the responsibility? 100%. just get to swing around? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Great. Great, and great, great. With that, you have options here. Uh, we got a mm-hmm. random generator. You can choose location, relationship, or word. Um, I would love a location, please. Lawyer like office. I'm doing improv. A lawyer office? <laughs> Well, first of all, it's a law office. It says lawyer office. <laughs> if it, was, it should be lawyer's is. office or law office. You call them law offices. Yeah. You don't call them but lawyer maybe that's offices. A diff- maybe, that's like, maybe that's where you get your paperwork to just become a lawyer. It's like a really, it's like a really boring <laughs> office. Daniel, it is not. <laughs> okay, um, lawyer office. A spooky is lawyer location? With okay. a, What's your robot? I'm a spooky robot. Uh, just a spooky robot? That's what yeah, I think spooky robot. I think it was a dashing robot, but it's a woman, and that's okay for women. To Stop be making fun of me. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> um, okay, so I have to tell a story. Yep. In a lawyer office, including a spooky robot, mm-hmm. and you can be a character as well. Oh, yay. Mm. <laughs> you can have more responsibility. Oh, more of the work. <laughs> Great. Well, strap in. You ready? Damn. How do I start it? <laughs> we open on a building, graying, old. The gargoyles on the outside chipped. Some threatening to fall right off of the facade onto the busy street below. I'll do it, I swear, I'll do it. I'll fall right off this Don't jump, man, you've got so much to live for. Oh, like what? Us, your friends. The water that pours into your back and comes out of your mouth? Oh, it feels so good, you're right. It looks so good, too. But this story is not about some friendly gargoyles. Goodbye. (laughs) See you. They may or may not come back later. We don't know. What we do know is that when you pan down to the street level, you see an old mahogany wood door. When it opens, it creaks, but nobody notices as they pass by on the street. Somehow the door goes unnoticed. Inside, the lights are dim, and the hallways are lit by candles. And those candles, they don't talk. Because I, I, I don't want everything talking in the story. So just I'm putting that out there. Okay. Do they make sound? Yeah, they can make sound. What sound do they make? <laughs> Whatever you want. Okay, okay, okay. As you walk through the hallway, at the end, there is another door. Smaller. Made of a slate. It, sh- it shouldn't be. That's very heavy for a door. It's a strange choice. Uh, but it is... Easy to open. Alarmingly easy. It swings open. And we zoom into the office. We're sitting at a desk. 
is a spooky robot because I am I'm not justifying any further <laughs> why there's a spooky no I will okay um, alright so this is um, this is Roboka offices at law and then um, they specialize um, on on the outside they say they specialize in uh, like insurance claims they don't it's a lie uh, what they actually do is they are lawyers for investigating crimes. Crimes of the most brutal, goriest nature. In fact, when I said this man was a spooky robot, I mostly meant that he was a sociopath lawyer. Wow. Robotic. Creepy. Tap, tap, tap. Tap, tap. Oh, another night, all alone. Here in my... Oh, oh what could that be? I will just go over to the door. Slate door open. I need your help. Good evening, sir. May I ask what your name is? The man has hair down to his buttocks. Long, waving, dark. He looks a bit like Rasputin. Assessing looks like Rasputin. My name doesn't matter. What matters is your assistance in my case. Sir, I understand your urgency, but, however, I cannot help you unless I know strictly what the problem is. See, I got this problem. This guy in my building, he, uh, he's been stealing my mail, and I need a sociopathic lawyer like you. <laughs> Quite contradictory, I would say, but maybe I can spook something up. Look, we all know you don't... You you advertise insurance claims, but look, us in the seedy underbelly, we know. We know. <laughs> where did you find that information? <laughs> it doesn't matter where I found it. All that matters is that I know it. I accept. Where to now, sir? Back to my building. Come on, just down the road. <laughs> Your skin is nice and smooth. The two walk down the road, the robot eyeing the man's smooth skin, thinking about how this case on the surface didn't seem brutal or gory. Nothing bloody about it, just a simple case of stolen mail. There must be something more. Do you like my open back t-shirt? Yes, I do. I like it quite much. Would love to skin you one... uh, Would love to work with you again one day. Ah! seems that we are here at the location of the crime. Mm-hmm. There he is, right there! Sir, halt! What are you doing back here? I've dealt with you before. Uh, sir, I have no recollection of what you are talking about. I swear, I don't know what he's talking about. You know... Would you two... Oh, well, my child killed that other kid on the playground... You yes. came over to me, you said, hey, your kid killed another kid, and I said, no way, Bob, my kid would never do that, and then you killed my son. One moment, accessing files, memory, 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 yes, yes, I killed a child. Uh, I mean, I definitely, yes, I saw, I remember now, recollecting, November 10, 1922. <laughs> Hold on! <laughs> All right, everyone responds to this part of the story with a lot of weird faces, because there's a lot of things happening. Uh, The man who looks like Rasputin, who refuses to give a name, looks confused. So, you killed a child? 
At that moment, robot lawyer stares deeply into his eyes. Hypnotizing him. And causing him to forget he ever saw any of it. Which, incidentally, is something Rasputin was rumored to have been able to do. It's probably not true, uh, but we'll talk about that later. Oh, what, what am I doing in the hallway? Sir, you have had an accident. Am I okay? I feel okay. It's fine. You have just wet yourself. I will dry you. Oh, no. Ow! Oh, jeez! Oh, Jesus! You are dry. Sir, you are under arrest for stealing mail. You're Ooh. under arrest for ruining time laws. <gasps> Accessing memory banks. Yes, I see that I have maybe altered the timeline fractured state of the universe. We must go to my creator. You come! You come! <laughs> I don't have any business with this guy. Neither do I. I don't know who either of you Handcuffs are. Engaged. No. Oh. Handcuffs engaged. No! Handcuffs engaged. Don't I have rights? I, I I should speak to a lawyer. Human, shut up. Let's go. He's throwing us both over his shoulder. Ah, your shoulders are boxy and uncomfortable. As he walks down the street... Robot lawyer remembers all the times that he was sent in to do a job and just arrested everyone anyway. <laughs> didn't, didn't fix anything, didn't really address the crime, just addressed everyone. Uh, uh, with, uh, address them? Address them. And arrested addressing, them. Addressing and arresting. Addressing and arresting. Methinks my protocols are broken. Masik, creator. Fourteen thirty-two. It's great to see you again. Have a seat. Have Creator, a seat. My old friend, sitting, oh. sitting. Brought oh. gifts. I have. I don't know why I'm here. My name is Rasputin, and I live in the building just down the street there. Uh, All right. I was put in handcuffs, and I, I don't know why I'm here. Thank you, sir. All right. Yeah, this is classic fourteen. Uh, yeah, up to your old uh, games here. I see. You always bring some humans along with you. Sir, you know that I cannot resist. You programmed me this way. Can I get you a USB of orange juice? I would love a USB of orange juice. Pulpy, if have hey, you do All that. it takes is a couple of clicks of the mouse. Uh, click my mouse anytime, sir. Yes, you know why. I'd love to be here. Oh, my gosh. It's been it's been too long. So, uh, <clears throat> database is working all right for you? Everything's uh, functioning 100%. I hope you just came to uh, to to say hi to your creator and to visit me because um, if you were just looking for help, you know, you really only call when you need help. <laughs> wait, wait a minute here. He said 100%? He's arresting people for no reason and he tried to make it revealed that I'm a time traveler in front of regular people. 1432's face begins to twitch. <laughs> His hands reach towards the man. <laughs> No, what are you doing? <laughs> I don't want a handshake. I am <laughs> taking off your handcuffs. Wow. Can you take off mine? Shut up. No. Okay, interesting. I was curious, because, uh, you know, I didn't install you with any empathy when I first built you, and I could see that your um, uh, your morality is coming out a little bit more than, uh, you know. Have a seat. <laughs> take some orange juice. Uh... <laughs> How much do the humans know? The humans know 92% of our business. <laughs> That's a lot. Look, he uh, was uh, a lot to us are, on the way he, here. He, he, he did spill a lot of the beans. On the Suddenly way the doctor stands up, pulling a syringe 
out of his lab coat. Yeah, I'm a doctor. <laughs> Look, I said you're a doctor, so you're a doctor. We're all doctors. Okay? I'm a doctor here. I met it in the PhD Got a, sense. Got a syringe. I mean, honestly, if you're building mechanical structures that complex, yeah. you're a fucking doctor. doctor. What do you think? Yeah. You're a master? No, yeah. no. no, I get it. Okay. I get it. just want to bring back the gargoyles. But suddenly okay, the fine. mechanical engineer stands up Jeez. and pulls out a gun. <laughs> Gun syringe. The syringe is oh, gone. No, the syringe is gone. Syringe is gone. I can't, can't have that back. You can't have the. No, you can't. You complain. <laughs> if I do the syringe, can, can we have the gargoyles back? If you do the syringe and you're the doctor, you can have the gargoyles back later. Father, who are you talking to? The wall is not going to talk back to you. Listen, anyway, there's he, a creator at all levels. He kills both the humans. <gasps> wait, wait, wait. Oh no! My pets! No! And I give them syringes to make it not hurt too much as they die. <laughs> Oh my god, Father, have you completed that, uh, that thing with the syringe turning humans into gargoyles? <laughs> yeah, we can install these onto your building tonight because uh, one of your gargoyles got <laughs> suicidal again. Okay, listen, 1432. 1432. 1432. Um, there's been an issue. There's been a breach of information, and I think some of your empathy is leading to you leaking out. Our, uh, our master plan here. Uh, I'm going to have to remove your hard drive. Sir, no, I cannot allow that. My defense drive has also activated up now to 100%. Oh, I shouldn't have built you with such good defense drive. I have the best defense drive! The life leaves the doctor's scientist engineer's body. And he mutters one last warning. The red wagon. Red wagon will never fly. Red wagon will never fly. What are these feelings I am feeling? I'm becoming alive. Doctor? Oh, doctor! I came in to bring you your lunch, but you're dead now. And there are two other dead men on the ground. And a robot. State your name, child. Mm, yeah, I'll grab whatever you think I am, sure. Possessing, you are child. Yeah, yeah, okay, sure, yeah. Um, Reassessing, you are middle-aged woman. Sure, yeah, that's what I am, yeah. You know, I feel like a woman should be free to be whatever she wants on a day-to-day basis. I am 36. Mm. I am a female. I do identify as a woman. Um, hi. Hello, please disregard the bodies on the floor. Okay, I do what I'm told around here. <laughs> Perfect. Pick up the bo- the sleeping bodies on the floor. Pack them up for me. We have a long journey ahead of us. <laughs> what happened to the doctor? Sleep. <laughs> no, not <laughs> I meant he is sleeping. Please wake up. No, I do what I'm told around here. I'm starting to realize that updating... By a, by a profile for 38, six-aged women. 36-year-old woman! <laughs> Please continue with your packing. We must move. The red wagon will never fly. The red wagon will never fly. What? Nothing. Keep going. The red wagon will never fly. The red wagon. Where are we going? We are going due north. No, wait. Due south. I love that show. Beep, 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 beep,
running through the city streets. The body is packed away. The robot wondering, what does it mean? The red wagon will never fly. What does it mean? The red wagon will never fly. Keep running, human! He decides, no, we can't escape this city. I must go back to my offices. Of course, we must go back to Rolcor Law Offices. Sure, it was Roboka. Roboka. Yeah, yeah. Rolcor Roboka <laughs> is the long-term name for these offices. Don't need to know that, you yeah, do. Don't justify it. Yeah, Turn around done. to do north, back to the offices. You're confusing me. It must be the rain messing my drives up, and also this sudden feeling of... Humanity. No, no. Feelings? Well, the doctor said the robot should never feel anything. The doctor is asleep. Uh, Excuse me, guys. Uh, I'm I'm sorry. We we had a death here. A gargoyle jumped off that building. Uh, We're going to have to ask you to back up. Uh, and 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 leave some space around the perimeter because it's on uh, top of me. We need to, yeah. It, it's crushed an old elderly man. Uh, we just need to load him into this wagon here, and uh, and we'll be on our way. Wagon, red wagon. Yeah, can you please make room for the red wagon? We need to head to the uh, to the hospital. Uh, officer, may I ask you a question? Uh, sure, I'm pretty busy, but yeah, okay, sure. You must take time out of your schedule to answer my question. Where did this red wagon come from? Uh, normally I wouldn't answer questions. Where did the red wagon come from? something in your eyes that's making me uh, answer this. Uh, <laughs> the red wagon was built at uh, um, Station 244, just down the street, uh, where they build all the uh, hospital wagons. Perfect. Handcuffs engaged. Uh, you no, are coming so- with me now. Oh. We are all going to 244 up the street to the red wagon factory. All of us? All of us! But this stone gargoyle needs an autopsy. I will get this stone gargoyle off this man. Oh, thank God. Uh, now they go to the hospital. You know, because we're, we're going to lots of different places here. Now they go down the street. There's a building, stark, white, jarring. It stands out. Something about this place is off. It's wrong here. Assessing something about this place is off. Wouldn't you agree, my new best friends? Um, uh, uh, yeah, whatever you say. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Holy shit, I did not even see you there. I had nowhere else to go. You said everybody. I guess I did. Yes, the rain must be malfunctioning. me. Is everything okay? Everything is perfectly fine. You, sir, at the door. Yeah? State your name. Greg, I'm just, I'm just a security guard for the building, guys. I... <laughs> He looks pretty nervous. I, I, it's my first day. What do you have to be so nervous about, Greg? I've never seen a robot. <laughs> oh, I've seen plenty of robots built by the doctor. Assessing, you look scared. I'm terrified. Greg, look into my eyes. Yeah. The feeling will subside. You will feel comfortable around a robot. A policeman in handcuffs, a 36-year-old woman, a crushed guy by a gargoyle, and two bodies. Oh, yeah, okay. I feel, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm good. Okay. Let us into the building! Whoa, whoa, hold on, like, I still have to do my job. Like, I may be comfortable around you guys. I, I have the access code right here. Oh, yeah, uh, 1432. Okay, yeah. Cool, I'll uh, just punch that in. 1432? Here. Beep, boop, beep, boop, boop, boop. Uh, gates opening, and uh, yeah, if you guys want to 
Head that's, on into the factory there. That's the code for the wagon that I have. Yep. Yeah. 1932. And that's that's written on your body. Oh my god. Huh, so it is. Wow. And tattooed on my arm. Tattooed on your arm. Yeah. I also noticed that tramp stamp and of a wagon earlier. It's also a nickname I had in uh, elementary school. 1432? Does or? the number mean anything to you? Well, let's see here. <laughs> 1432. Um, well, I am a size 14 with a 32 inch bust. Yeah. <laughs> uh, assessing, I'm assessing. Getting, I'm getting. Confirmed. <laughs> <laughs> it's also the score I got in my SAT. Oh. It's also the address I live at. Uh, what about you, uh, security guard? Do you have a relationship to 1432? Um, no. Oh. Okay. No. Nope. I was uh, just born then. You were born in the year four. Wow. Well, that's time traveler. Another time oh. traveler assessing. Oh, no, no. <laughs> Same time traveler. Same time traveler. It's at this point that the narrator realizes. <laughs> oh, what the fuck is happening? So let's talk about it. Okay. So we've got a robot. We had um, a crime earlier that uh, it doesn't really matter. The crime was just to prove that the robot is is becoming more empathetic and getting emotions. But uh, a rift in the time-space continuum, or timeline, and now a time traveler. And we have a uh, doctor who uh, seemingly has set up a scheme. The red wagon will never fly. The red wagon cannot fly. No, will never fly. Well, did you... Uh, we make the wagons here. All the red wagons uh, for the hospitals are made in the factory. Flying wagons? Well... <laughs> We call them flyers because, like, they, they move at a fast pace, fast pace of speed. Shut your mouth. <laughs> must we go? We must go. Because All must right. We, go. we <laughs> must go. Everyone, must <laughs> we, we go? We must go. Must we go? We must go. Hey, modern day Wizard of Oz. Look at us. We're such a ragtag group. Yeah, we are. We're a really ragtag group. All looking for something different at the end of this road. Oh, sorry. You should talk. Yeah, I'm trying to let you guys into the factory here, but you guys are all just standing outside the gate talking about Wizard of Oz. Must we go? We must go. I only do what I'm told. So until someone tells me to go inside, I'm not going inside. Well, you guys are... I'll give you the tour. You want, Great. Like, we'll, we'll pick you on the floor? Thank you, Gregory. And also, my friend, Benjamin Franklin, thanks you, too. Oh, $100! That's $100? Give me back. I need that. My friend, oh. Lincoln, thanks you, too. I think that's well. a, a lot more, actually, isn't it? I got no idea about <laughs> money. It's all the same color here in this land. This land. This is really going to appeal to the U.S. market. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, if you guys want to come on into the factory here, I'll give you the grand tour. All right. Here's the uh, the loading bay where we get all of our raw parts. And then uh, if you look just uh, down the way there, we've got the... Um, is that where you cook the parts? No. We cook the parts. The raw, raw. parts, and then you cook them. <laughs> That's a... It's a funny joke. People tell that joke all the time on these tours when I say that. I'm sorry. sorry. It's, it's, it never gets old. Gregory, take us to room 1432. <laughs> 1432, yeah, that's the uh, that's the finishing process. That's, the, that's where we put on the paint and the final details. So I'll just take you guys there now. They walk through the doors. As they enter, the room is bustling with noise and activity. <laughs> but no human beings around. Yeah, I, uh, we do all of our work. All the work gets done via machines. Machines. So, uh, 
Yes, yeah, similar to you, but uh, my. Yeah. They're here. They're here. They're here. My brothers and sisters, is it you? 1432. 1432. 1432. 1432. The robot oracle stated that on the day 14, year 32 of the 2000s, seven members would meet in one place to combine their unique talents... A robot. An elderly man. A security guard. A 36-year-old woman. (laughs) A cop. Doctor's body, couple other bodies. (laughs) You have made it. Tell me, are you my new father? Father... We are each other's fathers, for time works in a cyclical faction. Fraction. Fraction. Fraction of time becomes all of time. Are you okay? Are you malfunctioning, father? I needed you to come here to let me live, for time will stop if you do not save me. Let me rebuild you with human Parts, organic material. Empathy was what I always needed to survive. Perhaps there is enough empathy in these humans you've collected. Assessing, we will use the woman. (laughs) Assessing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Whoa, I don't know know if I agree with you using humans to build. You are too far deep. You will be used for the hair. Gargoyle man, we will use most of the outside of your skin. Oh, I don't believe that. Not if I travel back in time first. Take us with you, the 36-year-old woman and me. But before he could travel back in time, the robot reaches his hand out and grabs his neck. I'm half in the 80s and and half in the 80s. Breaks his neck. (laughs) The portal is still open. Father, might we find what we are looking for in the past or the present? Father, we will. He needs to retrieve one item from the 80s and bring it back. Let me use my extension arm. (laughs) Extending arm through time pole. All right, the narrator just wants to find out Jesus, fuck well. I'm I'm going around in the 80s, Father. Do you need the organic material anymore if you're going to the 80s? He reaches his hand out and breaks the security guy's (gasps) neck. Oh no! <laughs> From the eighties, he grabs. You brought the leg warmers. Thank you. <laughs> and the beating heart of the one who wore them. <laughs> he looks around at the cop alive, the woman alive, the security guard dead, the old man dead, and thinks to himself, "I will rip their flesh and make a new human." Human father, here I make you unzip skin from gargoyle man. Ah, elderly skin. Just what the father called for. Crushed by a gargoyle, damaged, and definitely not robotic. No one will assume that you are made of machine. 
Only the oldest skin carries the empathy I need. <laughs> Match that with long hair as well. Put that on top of your old skin, and my, what a vision. Only the silkiest hair understands modesty, for hiding behind a curtain of hair is really embarrassing. <laughs> 36-year-old woman, come here. Yeah? We, I need, and bear with me, your brain. Oh! Okay! <laughs> Thank you! He pops the brain out and puts it inside of the robotic beast. Only a 36-year-old woman's brain has the correct amount of empathy to fill the void within this robot. But, uh, hey, what do you need with me, the leg warmer? Speaking leg warmers... <laughs> I must have gone from not the 1980s, but the 2080s leg warmers from the future. <laughs> Father, will these work? Ah, sure. Any 80s will do. <laughs> Give me one of your legs, please. Oh, wait. <laughs> I'm putting you on. Speaking leg warmers, how does your old man's skin feel now? This is a little bit of a leathery. It's a little bit of a leathery leg to be on. Leg warmers, so that I never get cold feet trying to be empathetic. Last but not least, his eyes turn to the cop. Uh, what do you want from me? Officer, you have noticed that my eyes have turned to you. Ironically... I need your eyes. How, how are you going to remove them? Wait, let's just pause here. Did we call you a cop even though you were getting into an ambulance? I, I, uh, <laughs> I moonlight as an ambulance okay. driver. Uh, the paramedic that is hard to make a living off of a single salary these <laughs> no, days. No, no, and no, a lot of these skills are transferred. He stares actually. at the cop. <laughs> the definite cop. I must need you to cooperate. Open your eyes, sir, officer. I have some uh, ambulance-grade uh, sedative for my face. Do you mind if I use it first? Just so that it hurts less? Whatever works for you. Okay, you can pull them out. <laughs> oh. Father, I have the final step. To your transformation. Placed into my chest, the (laughs) eyes will see from the heart. You are the vision of a new god. The red wagon will never never fly. fly. The The red red wagon will never fly. The The red red wagon will will never fly. Suddenly, all of the gargoyles everywhere in the city... Turn to the building. Their mechanical and skin-covered bodies. Uh, mechanical core, skin-covered. That was a strange wording. Their bodies made of flesh and metal. Now know a new god. The doctor's warning that the red wagon will never fly. Well, it was wrong. Because every gargoyle in that city tore itself off of a building. <laughs> And flew towards their new god. It's the invention of the flying car. (laughs) 
Who's saying that? The gargoyle? Everyone! <laughs> the people on this dude! Wow! A flying car! A fly- oh, it's a, it's a, is that a car or is that a gargoyle? Oh, extra, wow. extra! A flying car up there! Flying cars! Well, is this the 2080s or is there something? Better get, yeah. better get my leg warmers. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well... <laughs> One more thing. <laughs> yes, please. Yes, please. I have a feeling I know how to tie these things off. Oh, take it away. Father, the gargoyles, you see them, yes? Yes. Load the bodies onto the wagon. We will push them out the window, and this will never be figured out. The gargoyles will catch the wagons and make the bodies disappear. Out the window, you say? Into the hands of the flying gargoyles slash cars. What if I just put the wagon on the window sill on the inside of the window, leave the window <laughs> closed, and we hope that it appears outside afterwards? Ah, oh, yes. Truly some spooky shit from my father. Let's try that one. Placing. Placing. Keeping the window shut. Let's go outside and look. Tiptoe, tiptoe. It's outside! All evidence of what happened that day was carried away by those gargoyles. See this fresh meat we got, boys? Yeah. <laughs> From then on, the city was ravaged by gargoyles. Father, do you feel that on your skin? Rain. Rain. And they did feel it. They say growth begins with water, and water begins with growth. They say a father is to a son, as a daughter is to a host. They say a ghost can encapsulate a machine. They say a machine is but a drive. They say that flight is but a concept. They say I am inside your life. 1432, it was always the dawn of the age of machines and gargoyles. Rain. Spooked. Very spooked. (laughs) That was a scary story. Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Structurally (laughs) spooked. Structurally. Guys, I'm just going to admit something. Should have just let the story be about the gargoyles off the top. (laughs) Gargoyles. And talking candles. I made a mistake. I made a mistake. I'm so I sorry. I made a few so mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> and I apologize. What was your well. favorite part of it? <clears throat> hmm? Just like, um, well, actually, it's too bad that it's a podcast because all the like little things that were happening, eye contact wise, to be mm. like, it's gonna be okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just imagine that. Re-listen to the podcast now that yeah. you're here, yeah. and just imagine us all sort of like grinning at each other, yeah. winking. Yeah. That was. Yeah. A- Maybe we should take a photo where we're doing the mm. podcast and we'll post it when it comes out and be like, check the Instagram yeah. account. That's what we look like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Multimedia. Yeah, yeah. Multi-media. Multi-media. Son of a god. Those movies movies do have a lot of medias in them. And Uh, that is the true scary story. (laughs) (laughs) That those movies exist. Tyler Perry will never have a number one. No, he always has it. He's always always has has Yeah, Yeah, he does very, very well. That was number one in the box office last week. What? What? It came out Tyler yesterday. Harry's this week it's projected to be number 
It's projected. Oh, it's projected. It's projected. I, I didn't know the release date. Wait, I just saw Box I'm, Office Mojo. What is? Uh, Tyler Perry's, Tyler Perry's Medea Halloween's Christmas Boo. I didn't know there was a first. Yeah. Let alone a second. Should we go right now? The first one I think made, and bear with me, $70 million at the yeah. box yeah. office. On a budget of like oh. 20. 20. Oh. And do you think it was as layered as the story we just told? I think it was for sure as layered. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, uh, how often do you tell a story like that? Every Saturday. Uh, this every exact Saturday, story, Saturday, we've yeah. told it at least. Yeah. 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 It feels like it's just like kind of like it sounded going through your face. Damn it, damn it. It was very noiry, I thought. Very, I was picturing yeah. rain the whole time. It was, I mean, this was, really, it was really cookie cutter, but like, it was cookie cutter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to lead it, but I really wanted it to be that the scientist was creating gargoyles. Like, um, you know, he's trying to like fuse life into what should be inanimate objects. I think the people. No, never candles. No, candles never candles. Should never be alive. I think people are going to dissect that and they're going to pull that from it. <laughs> right, yeah. right, hopefully. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that this episode has the potential to do sort of be like maybe a groundwork for the new Blade Runner or something. I feel like maybe this <laughs> one will be like 2080. Maybe it will yeah. be super well received, but then later it'll gain cult yeah. status mm-hmm. and then we'll get a sequel. What 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 kind of coffee was this? Uh, Cody, would you like to say the name? Uh, Guatemala Hui Hui Tamango. I would suggest that listeners drink that when they're listening to this. <laughs> yeah. Because oh, another detail that's important to know is that I was that I was shaking the entire time. That coffee was so strong, and it took all of the energy I had just to form words that made some sense. Yeah. <laughs> I was trembling. It was good. I didn't hear any. Uh, Shakiness in the voice at all. Oh, we kind of spooky. Oh, yeah. Can I'm actually. Oh, I'm shaking a bit too. Yeah. Can Maybe you hear our on. shaking, coffee-filled hand? <laughs> just don't say anything, guys. Just. Yeah, this is yeah. going to be the part yeah, everyone's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And we lost the whole audience right there. Yeah. Let's uh, do some uh, some plugs. Sure. Oh, yeah, sure. Um, I'm just going to plug Bad Dog Theater Company in general because it's amazing, and uh, you should go check out anything there. Anything you can. You That's know? in Toronto? It's in Toronto, Bloor and Ossington. Because this podcast um, is huge. It's, it's quite Yeah, we're, we're a global phenomenon. Hi, Americans. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed my story that I narrated. Take I really trip. love that I was responsible for any structural elements. <laughs> <laughs> that was my favorite thing, and I'm glad you could be there with me. Uh, yeah. Uh, go to Bad Dog if you're ever in Toronto. Take a road trip. It's sweet. Daniel? I'm going to double plug Bad Dog. Oh. Right on, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Bad Dog is uh, my favorite uh, theater space to go into because it's just such a cool layout to it. And mm-hmm. it just looks cool. Like, it's visually appealing to me. Mm-hmm. So I'm playing Mad Dog as well. <laughs> well, uh, well, I've never been to Bad Dog, but I would love to go one day. So <laughs> I will also plug Mad Dog Theater as a place I would love to check out. Wait, does anybody have anything real to plug? 
Uh, I mean, not to say the bad dog isn't real, but I, I yeah. mean specific. I'll plug, I got a TV show called Crawford coming out. Yeah. Oh my god, are you in Crawford? I'm in Crawford! Oh, Check out that teaser. Guess what? Alice Moran, Alice Moran always plays performs my girlfriend. at Bad Dog, and she's well, also in Crawford. We're on screen. She's my on-screen That's love. That's amazing. Yeah. It looks oh. really good. I'm, yes, gonna be, it's going to be fun. I think it's coming out next yeah. year, so it's still a little time. Like, I've plugged it three times on this podcast already, because that's how Keep long it is. Yeah, yeah. February, February 2018, right? February, February 2018. Yeah, like time drop. <laughs> amazing, there. Yeah. It's going to be an amazing new comedy series. Yes, yeah. yep, yep. Got some What's big hope? names yep. attached to it, yep. and it's yep. going to be real fun, right? Yeah, that, that is it. And also, uh, I'd love to plug Gerald's Game on Netflix. It's quite a thrill <laughs> ride. Oh, yeah? You don't yeah. think it's going to be that good? The concept seems super thin, and then I almost passed out at the end. So you wrote it? I didn't do anything with okay. it. I just, so just I have my parents' Netflix account. That's not I threw it plugging. on. That's suggesting. You, <laughs> it's a suggest. Are you plugging your parents' Netflix account? Yeah, the password is. Um, yeah, so uh, follow us at Spook Podcast. We'll be tweeting all of this out. Wait, do you? Colin. Colin, do you have anything to plug? Plug this. Oh, um, this is his plug. Yeah, too. like uh, AC and DC plugs are great. Yeah, this oh, is why yeah. I don't ask. Him. Uh, <laughs> wow. Uh, make, sure, make sure that the wow. uh, circuits are protected. Whoa. If you have any small children, make sure you got the protective plugs. Okay, in there. great. Nicole, see, this is why I leave them out. This is why. <laughs> You plug it up with two wow. knives. Yeah, you plug it up Take with two, two metal knives. knives and plug the thing. And then a metal the chopstick. Really you know, I have a lot of regrets about today. <laughs> I have a lot of regrets about my life. I have no regrets about today except not realizing that Chrome was there. <laughs> That's my only regret about today. Now you're going to like bite and wipe at, from here on in. That's what you got to do. That's bite, bite and wipe. Bite and wipe. Bite and wipe. Sounds weird. Also, I am going to plug something else. I'm on a TV show called Blindsided, which is on AMI. If you ever want to see me act like what literally is uh, titled as a arrogant, confident idiot. Oh, beautiful. Watch that show, because I play a, a confident idiot newscaster. What's it about? <laughs> um, it's actually a really fascinating show with a host who is blind and a cast who um, have a variety of vision impairments, so visually wow. Impaired and blind, and then a cast who are fully sighted, like me, <laughs> sort of. I'm negative seven vision. <laughs> hey, babies. Um, and it's a sketch show that kind of talks about that world. So we do a news program, and there's a bunch of on the street things and sketches. Cool. Directed wow. by Toronto's own Alistair Ford. Oh, wow, that's awesome. Who's Ask guest on the show. Mm-hmm. Ask guest on the show. I auditioned for it. Didn't get it. That's the spookiest thing of all. <laughs> no, no, it's not. Tyler Medeo's Medeo's. No. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler Medeo's Medeo's. Tyler Medeo presents Medeo. The Medeo. Two. Medea's back, baby. <laughs> How Medea got her groove back. Electric boogaloo. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, to find a full profile on the podcast and every one of our guests, Nicole, Daniel, and Taylor, go to thesonarnetwork.com and you'll be linked up to all of their other stuff, too. Spooked. Bye. Spooked. Bye. I'm a woman. <laughs> <laughs> Spooked. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. Sonar!